0: Welcome back. I am your host, Charles Musgrove with Business Matters. Thank you for joining us. We've got another great podcast, YouTube video that's we're making right now. You know where to find all of the others. We are on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Go to YouTube, look under Bean Team, and we've got a whole lot of Business Matters YouTube videos out there of our previous shows. Ryan, one thing they always provide is they give us some nuggets of knowledge, and today is going to be no exception. Today we have in the house Ryan Chamberlain. Ryan, welcome. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Bean team. I'm excited to be here. It's going to be awesome. You know what? This is going to be a show that is a little mix of politics, a lot of business. Ryan is actually running for the U.S. House of Representatives. That's right. District 3,
1: Florida U.S. Congress. Here we come.
0: Well, we need, uh, we need people that will make a difference, that will break gridlock, that has energetic ideas, people that have a, uh, an understanding of business, people that have actually done something in the private sector, people that have they are responsible for writing checks, putting their name on the front, not just on the back of the check when they endorse their, their paycheck. So we need more people like you, Ryan. I appreciate you you jumping in the ring for that and going to offer your service to to our country. So thank you for starting that. I know it's not going to be fun or or easy, but but it's something that's needed. Thank you. Thank you. So today we are we've kind of kicked some ideas around. We are we're going to have a, a good mixture, I think, of politics and, and the role politics plays in business and hopefully business can play in politics as well. We are recording this on March sixteenth. So that is, um, I don't know if you if you realize that or not, but that's the the uh, corporate filing date for taxes. So today is a big day in the tax world. Uh, as we're recording this, this is also we're in the midst of this coronavirus, the coronavirus, and how the world is dealing with that. This is we've already seen the the impact of that in other countries. Uh, the U.S. economy, the how we're dealing that in the United States is no exception. To that it's a it's a big deal. It's something that that uh, I guess you always hope that it doesn't happen, but we're here in it. We've got sure. to deal with it right now. And who knows? I, I've had several conversations with people, seen it, seen talk shows, commentaries on this. Are we over or underreacting? You don't really know until it's done and it's over with. You hope that you hope the answer is we're overreacting and that. And that this is, uh, we're able to combat this, and we minimize the the people that that are impacted from uh, just a health standpoint.
1: Absolutely, you know, um, as I'm listening to what you're saying there, I'm thinking we do hope we do hope it, it's a, a overreaction, but we got to be precautionary. What we, we what we want to avoid as, especially you know, and I don't know where everyone is at that's listening to this, but you know, people of faith. Tend to talk about. Let's we got to stay away from fear, right? We won't. We don't want to live in fear. That's not what we were designed to do. Yet sometimes when we grab a hold of all the, the information that we're hearing, uh, it's easy for that fear to sneak up a little bit on us. But, you know, we're a great country. We're going to overcome this. There were, um, and we. But we got to take this one serious as well. There's been things in the past that we've overcome. There's going to be things in the future we overcome. Uh, and the market tends to adapt. What we're seeing right now is is the market even adapt very quickly to all of these events being canceled. And thank God for technology because some of those events that we're hearing about all over are able to move online. Right. I was talking with someone, one of the uh, heads of a BNI organization and they, they, have, they had invited me to come into a b and group tomorrow and Thursday. But for the next couple of weeks on a national level, all the b and meetings, I'm guessing, from what I'm hearing, are going online. So that's just an interesting way. And not everything can adapt to go online. I get it. There's goods and, sold, goods and services that have to be bought and sold. But we are a, a powerful country. And, uh, you know, we want to be optimistic in these times. But precautionary as well. And we're in the middle of it. It is like you said, March sixteenth. This is uh, probably all of us are seeing more events canceled right now or postponed than we've ever seen that I remember as an adult ever seeing.
0: Yeah, it's it's. uh, We were talking about Chick Fil A is now going going to a drive through only. We've seen the NBA cancel for the for the year. The the Masters tournament has been moved back. A lot of events have been deferred on when they're actually going to take place. Many of us are in spring break right now, so the questions uh, surround that. Do you do you continue with your plans? If you're going to Disney World, that's that's off the table because Disney World's closed for, for I think, 60 days. So, you know, there's just a the, – the impact is beyond us getting sick. Sure. It, the impact is let's try to prevent people from getting sick, therefore dying from that, and the, the financial and the business impact is, is just – it's – it's unfathomable. I mean, yeah. who would have thought that? But you're you're right. I think it's uh, I think those of us with faith there's um, that plays an important part of of not fear, not worry. Do what you need to do to to um, to be cautious. To do the right things, the social distancing, wash your hands. Um, if you're sick, if you think you're sick, be tested and self isolate, and you'll overcome this. I mean, it's um, it, the majority of people that we're hearing. They're overcoming that. A lot of them that that we see on TV, they, the their experience is not bad, even going through
1: that. So we, we were we were at uh, we were at church yesterday, uh, my family and I. We we have been going to our church for for lots of years, and yes yesterday, yesterday, you know normally we get up and you know after a song or two and there's some handshaking going on. Well, we decided uh, to keep it to fist bumps and and head nods right. yesterday and it, it was a fun thing at the same time everybody knew hey we we want to come together but we right now we got to be a little bit extra precautionary and so it's even translated into some creativity and I am with you you know let's uh, let's do some uh, fist bumps and head nods Exactly
0: yeah and we did that in our church too and it's uh, you know there were, our numbers were down yesterday in church which I'm sure they were across the across the nation in the churches and and that's people that that um, they're exercising what they think is the right thing to do. Uh, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of the, the churches, the, the, the church sessions, are going to go to an online session. So, uh, you know, just stay tuned for what happens and uh, stay engaged. I think that's the important thing. We may not physically be in those meetings, uh, physically be around as many people, but it's important to stay socially connected. Stay connected with people. Don't be isolated in every aspect of what you do so i think that's that's critically important and you know i think it's where we are right now i think we have to be positive americans have shown this in the past that when they faced with with difficulty when they're when they're faced with challenges they overcome it so this I, i'm very confident that this is not going to be an exception we can we'll take it in the chin but we'll get up and we'll fight again we'll 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 survive this
1: you will we will and and in the business world a lot of times what I've learned over the last uh, few decades in business, and this is maybe not the most fun thing to say, but we really learn about ourselves and about you know the weaknesses that would be in whatever system of business we've set in, in motion. We learn about that during the tough times, not the great times. When, when everything's going great, we kind of just roll with it. Yeah, that's right. When whatever the hiccup is along the way that would cause a disruption, in this case, uh, and we hope it's a very short-term one, but this, this virus... You know it does it does cause us to really look at how we've set things up and maybe make some shifts that will help us even have a much stronger business in the future. and that's that would be the uh, the positive business approach to, to dealing with such a negative scenario that we're dealing with right now. but let's be precautionary, let's keep moving forward.
0: That's exactly right. If you remember a couple of weeks ago before this thing really hit, we had the uh, when the jobs numbers were announced on a on a Friday. They they adjusted upwards the prior reported jobs number. The jobs number for for January was through the roof, and then a week later we get hit with this coronavirus, and the markets are tanking, and uh, we've got a pandemic on our hands. So things change. Things can change in this world, on a in an instant. So it's good to be prepared for that, and if to take a an old term, keep your head on a swivel and and be ready to adapt and be resilient so that you can, you can make those adjustments in your business. You can, you can learn how to do things better for the future, not just to be able to come through the crisis that, that it's hand now, but you're going to learn how to do things better for the long term. That's it. So, Ryan, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show today, and, and uh, you've got a, a, a rich history in business. Uh, you've been successful. You've done a lot. You've written two written two books. Four books. Four books. So I think if you're if you if you write books or if you participate in writing books, then that makes you an expert in, in some in some areas. So,
1: well, it could it could you know the, those that have written it may not feel like experts in all of those areas, but but we we've had a, a very good track record with the industries and the businesses that we've been fortunate enough to participate in. And we we're able to take some of those ideas and put them into writing and and then we were able to work with and some of the books have been co-written where we were heavily involved in that where we physically were writing those books but to be able to write with some powerful co-writers i i see one of the books right here uh where i had the fortunate enough uh, the benefit to be able to write a book with the late gary smalley he was one one time may have been you know the number one uh, christian relationship author in the United States, and you'll see on the front cover of that, Micah Huckabee's endorsement, uh, that's certainly a blessing to have that as well. And, you know, that book, you know, putting ideas to paper, uh, I may I may have gotten more out of writing that book than the people that are reading it get out of it because it causes you to think about who you are and what you mean by what you say and what you want to live on. And so there's some special chapters in there uh, that were special, and that's just an example of uh, writing but, you know what writing books have done for us. You know some of my books are on sales. Some of them have more leadership. Some of them have more personal development. Some of them have more stories mm-hmm. than others. And there's some more coming that haven't been written yet. And uh, we have just well, just, when you
0: come back from the house, I know there's going to be some stories out of that. So
1: yeah, I'm sure there will be because it's all about life experiences. There, right. You know if you if you've been wanting to write a book and you're listening today, well now's the time to start. Start jotting down some notes with. You know, and uh, lay it out. But you're you're living your book right now. We all have a unique set of experiences, and those experiences can help people navigate through their life. And uh, I'm not saying you have to write books, podcast, and and some of the other things that we're doing. Um, yeah, document your experience. Document. Yeah. Doc, that's really what I'm saying, right? Now. And and pass it on, pay it forward. Yeah, and uh, that's what podcasts like this are doing. Because people, if all they did was pick up one idea per podcast that helped them think about something differently that caused a chain reaction of decisions that led to something becoming more successful emotionally uh, or in business or whatever, um, what better use of time oh, absolutely. could that
0: be? Now, this book, just so I can highlight this, The Rich You Formula, Living in the Pursuit of Excellence, Gary Smalley and Ryan Chamberlain. Now, this is a quote from Mike Huckabee. The components of this book are as practical as they are powerful. First-hand experience from Smalley and Chamberlain give you the formula for achieving success you never dreamed possible. So that's out there. You can buy that now, correct?
1: Yeah, you can buy that now. Uh, you know, Amazon has that as well. Uh, so they'll ship it right to you in a couple of days or, you know, grab it on my website, Google it. You'll you'll find it just about anywhere.
0: This is uh, Ryan Chamberlain. Now you know... Why some succeed and others fail using the same system.
1: So this book is an idea of, you know, how in, in sale we'll take sales, for example, you mm-hmm. can have two sales individuals that are following the same system that you as the company owner have given them to follow, and one will succeed with the system you taught them. It's in writing. Here's exactly black and white. Follow this cookie-cutter process. One will have tremendous success, and the other will follow the cookie-cutter process and not be able to get anything really accomplished. And so I talk about the, the differentiations in uh, belief systems, attitudes, and what I call the seven you know seven laws of the system, laws that are being broken uh, that you as an employer may not even know that they're being broken. And these are more communication laws and, and mindset laws than anything else that, that cause these simple systems to work for some and not for other. And that's that's Ryan Chamberlain's perspective on it. Uh, we use these principles to build some fairly big businesses. Um, so
0: you've not only read a book or watched a movie on these, you've actually lived these.
1: We lived these. Matter, matter of fact, uh, the first uh, 12 or so years of my business, building businesses, I, I was not an author, uh, certainly was not a speaker, had never been on a podcast, uh, I did start communicating on a regular basis when people asked me the ideas, and, and that's what I'm going to do in Congress as well. We're going to communicate common sense ideas, but not just communicate them. We've got we to we got to work collectively and start getting some things done. We're not getting things done, right?
0: <laughs> in, that's right. In
1: that in that environment, and so the only way you, you get things done if the environment's off, you've got to change the environment. And so the environment needs to be changed. We we've seen. S- Certain branches of our government's environment change, but the con- congressional branch has had some difficulties. And it's, it's been on, uh, uh, if you're living in the U.S., which everybody listens, not everybody, but lots of people listening to this podcast are here, uh, the past year or two, we have been schooled here as United States citizens as to how uh, ineffective or, or effect versus effective a Congress and Senate could be depending on the people that we've elected to help get the job done. So
0: yeah, it's, it's been, uh, not pleasant to live through. There's been just a, it's, it's been a battle from, from, um, I guess day one when, when, when Donald Trump won the election that it's like the battle was on and we've been living through that for the past three years. So, uh, it's, yeah,
1: it's hard to imagine that continuing because it's really not productive. It's really not. And, you know, government, uh, there's some good things. I mean, lots of good things. There's some things that need to be fixed, but yeah, you know, we're now seeing, as we were talking about earlier, the government stepping in and helping out with this virus, right? And you know, from in my opinion, from the mindset of well, we got to protect the American people, that's part of our that is that is a good part of their job, right? Okay, and so we're seeing some of that help come. I I don't have all the details of where all the dollars are going, but I know that that is some that is a good a good thing. But decisions have to be made by people that we have elected on how that's going to be implemented. Exactly. Because
0: it's it's I think we can agree that that's a that's a good mission for the government to help those businesses, help the people that are suffering in this heart in this time. But then then the devil's in the details. How do you how do you distribute that money? How is it used? And we saw the first the first spending bill was eight billion dollars that was presented. So what what are the components of that? And just how does that get how does that get filtered back to the people that need it and the timeliness that it can go back out? I think that's that's some of the things that we can talk about in the show in more detail as well. Absolutely. Not and that we're gonna know the answer to that, but there's a lot of people that are clients of mine and people that I know and deal with that they're asking those questions, you know, what what happens? What what's gonna be next? And if they're if they're writing if they're signing their name on the front of that paycheck or that, that check where they're paying vendors you know, there 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 comes some hard decisions pretty quickly if your business is cut in half or it's or if it's forced to close,
1: hundred percent. And you know, we I've had this conversation out on the road quite a bit lately. How many how many people making these the decisions on for our country have never been in the hot seat where they're they have owned a business that that people depended on them and they've had to keep things going and they've they've had to fight. For the things that that now many people are going to need some help yeah. figuring out that for reasons that are out of their control. And now let's let's pause with that conversation because it also can go over to um, businesses have to make sure they're running their businesses lean and as smart as possible so that they can withstand right. a problem because it's not government's it's not government's responsibility to fix you know anytime something would disrupt business. Uh, This is a whole different category of its own. We're dealing with health crisis. We're dealing with, you know... uh, Safety and welfare of of the American population. But there is, you know, there's some businesses that are going to be able to withstand this uh, differently because of how they've set themselves up. Right. And it just is a great time, you know, if you can think of a great thing to come out of it, is to evaluate yourself and how you want to make sure you're going to be able to set yourself up in the future. But uh, right now we're dealing with the right now, you know... Most people listening to this podcast would probably fall into our category. I've got children at home. I've got to think about making sure they're safe. My wife certainly does a tremendous job of that and carries heavy weight on that. But you know, our boys—we uh, have four four boys—and a few of them have have now graduated high school and have moved out. So we. You know, just just because they graduate and move out doesn't mean you stop being a parent. Exactly, and that so we're thinking about you know you we and there is a little bit of anxiety and worry attached to it. And I don't like to use the word fear, but we we kind of are turned into you know productivity mode. How do we how do we get through this? How do we get through this? How do we get through this? Get through this? And and uh, I think millions of people are are they're asking that question. They're asking that question.
0: Yeah, and you just have to. Um, I think the resiliency and adapting to how to do business through this and does that mean we do business like that in the future as well so i think those are those are relevant topics i think the the conversation on how how do we anticipate the government to be able to deal with this to distribute that money uh and should they i mean if you if you compare that to the the automobile bailout as it was called mm-hmm. uh what similarities does it does this have with that if any uh, i think one similarity is it's a lot of money Sure. Uh and it's the taxpayers' money and and um or it grows the our deficits. So in any event, what else do we want to talk about on the show, Ryan?
1: Any well, other topics you want to bring up? Well, those man, we were rolling on that right there. That almost felt like its own show. It did, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Anything else you want to hit on?
1: You know, um I know we talked a little bit about e verify. Let's
0: yeah, let's let's bring that up if we have let's time bring on it up, that.
1: If we have some time on that. And uh, you know, if if we want to pull anything political into it, great. I'm not here to uh, announce my candidacy. That's already been announced. Right. But, but there there are unique perspectives because we're in a we're in a. I mean, tomorrow in Florida is it's, primary. Is primary. Right. I mean, today's the sixth. Tomorrow's the seventeenth. So we're slap in the middle of that with we've never. You know, even had this kind of a crisis as a country going on in the middle of this kind of election, we're seeing major fundraising events go online that that would have had thousands of people attending. So, you know, that might be a fun thing to to yeah, weave in the, as we go.
0: Even the debate last night, you yep. had the the two the two candidates with no audience. So, uh,
1: oh, and let me say let me say this because if we've got three minutes on the show, I, I will say this: um, this fifteen dollar an hour thing. Yes is something that is on the tip of my tongue because lots of people are asking me about it right now because I'm you know when you're when you're running for something that potentially you'll be you know even though some of this is state by state issue they want to know what someone running thinks about on this exactly and there's a lot of details in that I mean there's a lot of uh you know things that could sound good and then there's a lot of things that well I didn't quite know it was going to do this or that. It's a Rubik's Cube. I mean, there's six sides. You move one side, five others are getting moved, whether you want it or not. They're right. getting shifted. That's right. And so we've got to, we got to understand what we might be checking yes or no to on the ballot box.
0: I think that's important. And we've, we've had shows on that before, but I definitely want to get your perspective on that and add that to, to our catalog of information and sure. what people think about that, because it, that is one thing that I've stressed and, and the, the guests that have talked about that as well they've stressed that is that may sound good that $15 an hour but please educate yourself on the on the implications of what that does it is it is not just as simple as we're going to pay that that entry level person more money per hour it has a ripple effect not only through a business but through the economy and th- to the consumer as well so it may if you know we're talking about the 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 damage or the impact of this coronavirus to the to the restaurant industry, the hospitality industry will throw that on top of it where you're now you've mandated that that entry level position is now going to be tied to a $15 an hour minimum wage. That's a dramatic increase in that position. And not only that position, but you've got people that are already in already employed, that they're going to be impacted too. now you have a uh, you've moved up the whole wage scale in
1: your in your workforce. So it, it has tremendous effect. Tremendous. Tremendous effect. I mean, and the idea that the companies that would be forced to start paying $15 an hour are going to settle for lower profits right, is just a, a misunderstanding. People are not under, you know, thinking this through. The, these companies are not going to lower their profits to pay $15 an hour. So right. the only thing that they can do is raise their prices. They're going to pass it on. And it, what we're actually doing is giving them a great opportunity to raise their prices. Because now they have an excuse to raise them. They may raise them more than they, they would have if we just left them alone. Right. Therefore, your $15 an hour is now going to be worth less than your current whatever it is that you're making. And that's the potential of the Rubik's Cube effect of messing with that $15. Absolutely. So
0: many things are going to yeah. potentially happen. And we've seen a lot of it. A lot of, in a lot of cases, there's not enough profit to absorb that increase nor can they pass it on to the customer so it changes the landscape of, of the restaurant industry is is one that that really is impacted and what it may do is it may force the full-service restaurants to go to a, a casual dining so you don't have wait staff it may it may force people to use the kiosk like you've seen in McDonald's and other large chains yeah. so it it is uh, it's a less personal uh Dining experience that we're looking at a more expensive dining experience where you employ fewer people. So, I think the statistics will show that that people get paid more per hour, but there's fewer people getting paid. So, what what really has been the benefit of that other than than reshaping the economy or an industry or multiple industries? So we'll see what what happens there. I, I just ask, like you're saying too, is please. Please understand the implications of that. Know what you're voting for before you go to the to the ballot box, and it's not it's not all just the, the feel good. Let's let's do the fifteen dollars an hour. So that's good. I think we have a a good slate to uh, to talk about on the show. So with that being said, John, why don't you play us a little music and we'll jump right into the to the continued recording. Welcome to the Business Matters Talk Show with Charles Musgrove. On Business Matters, we discuss the issues that matter to your business. Find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Beanteam.com. And now here's your host, Charles Musgrove. Good morning and welcome back. I am your host, Charles Musgrove with the Bean Team, and you're listening to another exciting episode of Business Matters. You know what we do. We bring knowledge. We bring nuggets of knowledge to you every week. We try to bring you information that will help you run your business. We talk about topics that are relevant in your business. Yes, we do. Go check out our other shows on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, YouTube. We're out there. Look for Bean Team on YouTube, and you'll see all the Business Matters shows. Today is another great show. We've got Ryan Chamberlain in the house. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's going to be great. Ryan is is from Marion County, and he is actually running for the U.S. House of
1: Representatives. That is right. We are in full speed, launching campaign mode right now.
0: Good. I appreciate you signing up for the journey, for ready to battle that, and and for your service that that you've that you're going to you. provide to our country. So, and you're representing a uh, Marion County what is the what is the area the district that you're going to represent in Florida?
1: District 3 it's actually six counties all in North Florida and uh, and we can you can check that out but District 3 it's a it's a big old area. Good North- no, so it includes Jacksonville? It does not it stopped Clay County, Clay Rydon, County. Okay, Putnam right. County, Union, Bradford, Alachua and most of Marion. Okay well Thank you for
0: doing that, and today on our show, we're going to talk some politics. We're going to talk some business, and really, it's going to be how does how do, how do politics influence business, and business, hopefully, we've got some business common sense that's happening in our political process. So I know that's really been, uh, it's almost, it's very discouraging when you see lifelong politicians that have been in the House or the Senate And they have no no practical business experience where they've been in the workforce, where they have been responsible for a workforce, where they've had to sign paychecks on the front and not just sign an endorsement on the back of their paycheck. And there's a lot of them up
1: there that way. Um, There's a lot. You know, I'm not here to say good or bad people, but we need to get some things done. And that is one branch of our government that has not improved to the point that we can actually get, Say that we're getting things done there. It's dysfunctional. It's been dysfunctional for the last many years. Both sides, absolutely. And so, when you have that kind of dysfunction, it's it's hard to correct it from within. Uh, it's much more of a uh, th- the strategy should be to replace. You know, yeah. it's like any any company. If if we were in a boardroom of a company that was ha- having difficulties, and you had you know twelve individuals, men and women, in the boardroom. And they were entitled they felt like they were owed something because they'd been there for so long, or uh, they were they had enough favors that they were you know just trying to take care of their own personal interest and and their egos were out of control. It was all about them if that's what was in that boardroom, that company just it would fail it would fail. yeah, we know that in the business world. that's exactly what's going on in in Congress, so we've got to replace uh we've got to get some new fresh ideas in there, and that's what uh that's one of the big reasons why I'm running. Yeah,
0: I appreciate you doing that and I, I would agree that, that 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 is needed and the the best judge of what's gonna happen in the future is past performance. So that's I think that's another way to say let's let's have some replacement of the people that have been there and that their life has been in the house or the Senate. We need some new blood in there. We need some people that have practical experience and solutions that can they can cross the finish line and get things done timely and get things done effectively and efficiently efficiently so thank you for doing that I know that it's uh, the the November is the date that so you'll know if you continue in that or not so uh, and actually
1: August 18th is the primary so that's the primary so yep tomorrow's the presidential right. primary or the 17th August 18th will be uh, the primary that that my name would be okay uh, associated with
0: how many people do you have running for
1: that? There's currently uh, more than, I think, 11 right now are running wow. for this particular seat. It's an open seat. Congressman Ted Yoho is not running, and so it's open. And uh, there's quite a few there, but there, there's going to be a few not there here real soon. Right. You know, we're coming up on the end of the first quarter, and some some things start to happen there. Uh, the end of that first quarter that maybe— Financial reporting. Maybe, yeah, financial reporting. People start making decisions as to whether or not they they see themselves in the top three or four I'm happy to say that uh, the Chamberlain team is 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 running real strong right now. Good, and uh, we we anticipate serving in D.C. But um, August 18th is a big day.
0: Well, good. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that. And you know, it, it's um, I hate to say this, but this is the second or third show that the the news of the day is the coronavirus. And hopefully, in a very short period of time, we can have a show that that's not. At least, if it's not the headline, we're talking about how we got over it, how it's in the in the rearview mirror, how we're overcoming that. But Ryan, it's something that that I think we just need to talk about today because it's uh, it's it's top of mind. People are dealing yeah. with that. Uh, the stock market continues to get pummeled. Uh, we've got the Fed rate. The Fed cut the rate to near zero yesterday on Sunday. Uh, we've got eight billion dollars in the in the federal plan that's been presented. So. You know, there's a lot of questions. What's going to go on there, and on the big on the big picture. But if you boil that down, we know people. We have clients that are they're going to feel that they've already felt that they've already felt their 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 capacity in their restaurant has been reduced, or the people showing up for the restaurant uh, showing sure. up for what for what the events are has been either closed, canceled, or Dramatically decreased, so that that's going to impact people immediately with how they function their business. And I know they're going to look to, like we said earlier, the government for help on that, and rightly so. This is a this is uh, justifiably a position where the government should help because we're dealing with public safety, the health, yeah. the health and welfare of others. So what what is what's your take on that? You know. How, yeah, I know you're dealing with people too. You talk with people on the road that are
1: dealing with people. Uh, you know, I'm a family man. My wife and I have been married uh, a couple of months, It'll be twenty six years. We have four awesome sons, and so you know, as a parent, we're concerned. But there, there is a difference between living in fear and being precautionary, and understanding the big picture of, of really what's happening. And, and I believe this country is taking uh, some some needed precautionary steps maybe uh uh, some of the constant media and the way that it's been driven has created some fear and we want to try to get away from that that's not the way any of us want to live but we do got we do have to make some adjustments and i will tell you my belief my true belief is that we will we absolutely will overcome this there'll be a few uh issues that we we have to work through a lot of businesses have to work through things but you know this isn't the only thing those businesses will ever have to work through either. Right. There's other things. So from a business standpoint, it's part of the game. You know, if you're an entrepreneur in this country, and, I, and I'm, I'm author, I work with thousands of entrepreneurs, part of that game is risk and learning how to set yourself up to handle that risk and, and learning from situations when they don't go right. Sometimes you learn more from the, the exactly one right. when they yeah. don't go right than when everything's going perfect. Now, I know that doesn't uh, make everybody feel real good right now. We're in the middle of it, and I'm in the middle of it as well. You know, we're dealing with the stock market. You mentioned the stock market down. Well, th- most everyone, I believe, understands this economy was is heading in the right direction. Okay?
0: Absolutely. This
1: virus has not changed that. Certainly, the stock market fluctuates, but let's just look at over the last Thirty years and we'll just see a bunch of zigzags up and down and but the last few years it's been pretty much good
0: it's been real good and and if you if you think back a few weeks ago right before the the real panic and the real hit on this coronavirus we got unprecedented job number job numbers again record
1: right i mean yeah it's going in the right direction yeah uh so you know this this certainly freezes people a little bit the stock market feels that but you know i think most people listening to this and and most people can confidently uh, project and spread the word to other fellow American citizens that, hey, this is going to bounce back. Right. Th- this is going to bounce back. So there, there's some hope. Uh, I'm seeing some, even today, I saw some positive things in the feed, you know, as far as uh, um, some health solutions for this that they feel like they're progressing very quickly. So I feel confident, not that everyone listening to this should take my word for it, but there's there's a confidence because we've gone through things like this before. It's not going to be the last thing we go through. We're just dealing with it right now. You know, the zero rate, our president and team are doing things to make sure that this economy is going to even keep going stronger. Uh, and, you know, when things are down, we we have to deal with protecting our family. Uh, but there is opportunity.
0: Yeah, there's opportunity. That's there's opportunity
1: right. coming because it's going back up. And if we know it's going back up, as business, this is a business podcast, so let's just say it. There is a tremendous, uh, good opportunity for us. First, our families are most important. We got to make sure that's taken care of. But this opportunity is coming, especially if we know that we're coming out of this. And then, uh, yeah, the eight billion question, the eight billion dollar question. Yeah, that you brought up today is really the pe- Are the people that we elected going to make the right decisions? for how this money is going to help properly because it's not really a bailout. This is a a support system that our, our government is set up to help in times of crisis with. Right. And so I don't view this as a bailout to fix the economy or a bailout to fix an industry. This is... Um, we're helping Americans right. that need help. And we got to make sure it the help is handled correctly that has to do with uh, the people that we've elected. Exactly. So th- I think that is... Um... As I talk to
0: business owners, that's that's one of the questions they have is we think there's going to be help coming, but how how is that going to come to us? How do we how do we apply for that? How do we qualify for that? And the speed at which it comes because the business the business owner has to write the check today, tomorrow, next week. And we know the speed of government is not a ne- is not a tomorrow, next day, next week type of of solution. So there's a there that does create anxiety that does create uh concern but again i think it's um business owners are resilient they're going to come up with a way to to adapt to survive this this downturn so that they're in a position to succeed in the future and, and you know business is the the survival of the fittest like mankind so it is as As bad as it sounds, there may be businesses or industries that that do take a hit, but they come out better on the other end, or they create a different or yeah. a, a or a new business a new industry that will better serve Americans that people value that better in the in the new economy in the gig economy that we're in right now
1: hundred percent you know i I would say that if I was throwing out advice to to business owners that i I find myself talking to business owners quite a bit. Don't be afraid right now to uh, seek out uh, advice from somebody in your circle. My guess is you're all connected to somebody that maybe has already gone through the process, because if the government's involved, sometimes we know there's some hoops that have to be jumped through, and they're time-consuming, and sometimes they could be frustrating to get, you know, if you don't check this one little box you know, everything's delayed for four weeks. So you, you want to uh, spend a little bit extra time if you are a business that would qualify for uh, this need, legitimately qualify for the need. Don't spend any time if you don't legitimately right. qualify for exactly. the need. exactly, yeah. We, we don't need that. That messes with the rest of the system for the ones that really need it. But if you legitimately qualify for it, you know, don't be afraid to call around to other businesses that you know have gone through the process and that would be my first approach. That's what I would do. You know, find somebody right. that's already gone through it, and uh, get some pointers, and, and then spend spend some time, or or have someone that worked for me really dedicate them. They may take them a few days, but that a few days of dedication to make sure it's done right on the upfront might save me weeks of frustration yeah. on the back end. So,
0: yeah, I think that's important because right now the. There seems to be a pointing towards the SBA on handling a lot of this money that goes out to the small businesses. So mm-hmm. that makes sense, but they're obviously they're not equipped to handle that. So they'll have to ramp up their department to be able to handle that. There'll be new rules and new processes to how this money is distributed. I think back to not the not the auto bailout, and I, I don't really call this a bailout. But if you look at the the BP oil uh, process that was here in the state of Florida, that. Uh, although that was a that was a, a a business and that came from from the the private side and not the public side, but it still was a process for people to qualify for damages and then to get awarded money to recover those for those damages they suffered. So I, I could see something similar to that. Hopefully, it won't take as long to process that money because that sure. that took years to get that money distributed out to the people that were damaged. So we have the coronavirus. We just are, you know. There's a lot of questions right now on sure. how that money will get out, the amount of money that, the process that that'll that it'll take, you know, just the form that it'll take to help those businesses, uh, to to overcome, to survive, to to just to help them through the process. So we don't know what that's going to look like at this point on March 16th.
1: We don't know what it's going to look like. Here's what we are witnessing right now is how creative business owners in America can become. We're seeing people uh, deal with. You know, it's it's frustrating, but but as business owners, they're they're figuring out how they can conduct business in the way that they could conduct it. Most of them, some simply can't, and those are the ones that would qualify for what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But we're seeing people use technology uh, in creative ways to keep their business going, keep it live. We're seeing people, uh, you know, look at their schedules and say, okay, I could uh, I could take a week off. This week, rather than a month from now, I was going to take the week off anyway. I've I talked to two or three uh, friends of mine that that have thriving businesses, and this may sound odd, but they they decided to take the week off. But it's not an extra week off; it's going to be their week off, and they're that's their re- replacement week. That's going to be the replacement week. So you know, they made a um, an okay thing out of something that wasn't okay.
0: Yeah, I think that's the way to do that, and. You know, it's it's um, in the business that we have providing accounting services, we're we're set up to be, we can be as remote as we yeah. want to be. We can do all of our work at the beach. We can do it at, at home. We can do it at the office. Uh, as long as we have power and an Internet, because all of our files are, are in the cloud, they're secure, they're backed up, uh, they're encrypted, so it really, we're set up to be able to, to be able to work in those isolated situations if we're ever forced to do that uh so many businesses in the service side are like that but it's the businesses that have that do have that human interaction that's going to have
1: a struggle sure and uh yeah we mentioned you mentioned a few of them that that are you know only drive through only temporarily and and uh, they're adapting right. businesses are adapting and uh, turning an unfortunate situation to something as productive as they possibly can. Exactly,
0: we have uh, we've got clients that are in the in the restaurant industry, and I've already talked to some of the owners there. And what they're doing is a lot of them are going to the drive-through, and we've seen Chick-fil-A do that. Uh, they announced they were doing the drive-through only. Uh, that's probably a, an easy fallback for a lot of the restaurants so that they can they can keep people employed. They can still provide a service that is needed to the general public. Is people still need to eat? They still need yeah. prepared food. And they're still, they still value that, that, that food and that service. And others, they're either doing the drive through or they're doing the curb delivery if they don't have a drive through So that keeps the business open. That keeps people employed. And it provides a, a, a valued service to the general public. So let's, let's support our local businesses. Let's support people, uh, businesses to keep them going in this time of need. So do what we can to help our, our fellow business owner because that that keeps people employed which is helps soften that the the hit that we're going to take right now. So we we talked about the you know it's it's not a it's not a difficult uh, step to go from the coronavirus look at immigration even e-verify we could bring in e-verify and the the effect that e-verify may have on immigration and what that immigration has on the, the spread of the coronavirus and, and the protection of our borders.
1: Well, I mean, and we <laughs> talked a little, used the words common sense earlier. I, I think it makes sense. Um, it would be common sense to me, and, and I don't have all the data numbers, but the stronger uh, border control and security, and you know, that can only help a situation like this. Absolutely. not hurt it. And the fact that there's been some recent things, by, by not only just our president, you know, he gets a lot of credit for it, but there's a team of people help that, that, that believe in this. It's not just one, exactly. one person. This is a team of people. We're talking about, you know, generals, and, and we could go with tremendous amounts of credibility that are, are going down this path in support of what our president is saying. And, of course, uh, securing our borders, protecting our American citizens is a big deal. I like to think about uh, this border control issue as how my wife would react. if if She's not a uh, instigator, an angry person at all. She's not someone that instigates any kind of threat towards anyone. But if someone was coming after her kids, she would turn into ultra-protection mode, and she would make sure that there were things in place to do whatever she had to do to take care of her children and I believe the attitude of 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 how we are here in the United States is let, let we're, we don't want to be on the the attackers that's not what this is all about but it's defending and it, protecting. Is, it is making sure that at all costs we've done everything we can we've checked the box that says we're doing everything we can to keep the bad people out and in this case we're keeping some viruses out, too. I mean, yeah, you know, we're, we're doing the best we can. I mean, it, it kind of got in before we could add an extra layer of, of things. So, uh, But we've, we've clamped it down, and, and thank goodness some of this stuff has been tightened up over the last few years. And who, who knows? We, we don't even want to. Uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. When you think about Border Patrol it, it's uh, or Border Security, I don't automatically leap to let's protect for viruses. Let's try to
1: keep our stuff. No, viruses no, out.
0: no. But, but, man, it turned out that that was – that was really important, and when the president did the, let's close the transportation from a specific country
1: that had that virus, that, that made a big difference. It made a big difference, and, and there's just, in these kind of things, I mean, we're, we are, we're tightening down right now. I'm even hearing rumblings as we speak on this date as to whether or not people should be able to, for the next few weeks. I mean, it's not anything that's been locked in solid yet, but there's questions coming up. Should we just stay in our own state? Right. Should we just not – let's just not travel. Uh, you know, nobody's forcing that on us yet, but let, let's not travel for the sake of this thing. And so if, if – common sense, if, if it makes sense for us to stay put where we're at and, and have some borders to how we would think about it, then obviously on a global level, well, let's just apply it. It just right. makes sense, In the, especially in this scenario. I'm like you. That is not the reason, but it is a benefit for having you know, protection.
0: Yeah, West Virginia. Since they have no reported cases, they're probably the ones with the border around West Virginia to make sure don't come into my state with <laughs> coronavirus.
1: <laughs> that is, that is. So it. we uh,
0: we we touched on eVerify. So eVerify has a, a definite correlation to the immigration. So eVerify is uh, an attempt or uh, a process to make sure that the the people that come across the border that are not U.S. citizens, and even those citizens that they are truly. They're in the system that they're they're documented illegal yeah. immigrants or documented legal immigrants.
1: Well, and, and I, I think we got to close some of these loopholes that, you know, whenever you have a situation, and I know this could go a million different directions, but in this particular situation, we've got abuse. We've got we got people abusing the system.
0: Not just the people that are no. coming across the border, but companies are we
1: got companies, we got and so they're there's a solution been brought to the table, E-Verify, to help stop some of these individuals from forcing a lot of frustration on the rest of us that aren't trying to beat the system. And so it's a simple solution. You know, what I would say is if somebody has a better solution, bring it to the table. Right. I haven't seen one, and this is a pretty easy one. You know, if you're if you if you're shooting straight with, with uh, what you need to report, you know, checking a little doing this e-verify thing is not way out there. It's not a hard ask.
0: No, it's not a hard ask. And the other thing that it does is it really provides some some protection or cover for the business, the business owner because now okay, if we have an employee that provides their documentation and we put it through e-verify, e-verify says that they're they're okay to hire them, they're they're in the system, then that takes a lot of the responsibility off of you as the business owner. What the way it is right now is employee presents their documentation and if you don't if you don't do a verification process on that that's just you looking at the documents they provide and it's all on you of course the employee has has provided fraudulent information but it's that still puts you in the middle of that
1: absolutely um you know let let's let's talk about the of the flip side of e-verify because none of us are looking for the government to start
0: right. digging in-, in. Intruding into our... Intruding. Right.
1: Okay, and that, that's going to be the argument for any, primarily for anybody that would be against it. And so the way that, you know, when, when we look at when and we talking about this E-Verify system, from an intrusion standpoint, we've got to ask ourselves, well, is this intrusion? As we progress as a country and as businesses things everything is tend to go has gone a little bit more digital a little bit more digital a little bit more digital a little bit more let's tighten this so that it's done the right way and so I think that the majority of the people are not going to view this as intrusion right it's just not going to be viewed this way because it's it's such a simple ask and the the majority of the people that you know majority of people are already wanting to go that direction anyway right
0: well if as it stands now if you if you violate your workers comp uh, rules if you're hiring people without proper uh, workers compensation insurance if you uh, violate the wage and hour laws there's there the government already has a hook into being able to come in and audit your records so this is this is just another avenue that that they would be able to come in and audit it's not yes it does give them a door into to your policies and procedures but it's something that businesses that are doing it right they understand that anyway
1: yeah well the 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 way that I'm seeing it okay uh, is they're giving you a an op- a clear opportunity to not be audited for this reason absolutely it, it, you know it's not like you know you're obviously going to get audited if you if you're not playing the rule by the rules that's right chances are you're going to get audited anyway just do things right <laughs> right
0: well this is uh you know we talked about coronavirus we've talked about the money that the government has available to provide to those people that are in need uh, related to the coronavirus we talked a little bit about e-verify we did not talk about the 15 dollars an hour potential minimum wage that's on the ballot in november just a quick shot on that we're running out quick of time shot.
1: Let, let's let the marketplace take care of that you know it's a rubik's cube there's six sides you mess with you mess with what businesses have to start paying people don't think for at all for any situation that they're going to lower their profits they're actually going to raise the pricing to make sure their profits stay the same so we're all going to end up paying more money it's going to cause this rubik's cube effect five other things are going to change that is the quick nutshell is let's let the marketplace handle this there's other things we can worry about than forcing this on our businesses
0: good point i agree there's a lot to that fifteen dollars an hour people out there to listen to this please get educated on it it doesn't turn out as good as it sounds you've been listening to business matters i'm your host charles musgrove we've been joined by special guest ryan chamberlain ryan thank you so much thank you listen every week right here 11:30 11 30 a.m on real talk 93.3 i'm your host charles musgrove Have a blessed day. Have a great week. Peace.
1: The Business Matters Talk Show with Charles Musgrove is sponsored by The Bean Team. For all your business accounting and tax preparation needs, visit beanteam.com or call 893-7710. You can listen to more episodes of Business Matters on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or visit beanteam.com.